0: This is an
1: Aramac special. R-MAC Network's here. Your host of the Living and Journey podcast. Here's your host, Aramac. A very good afternoon, a Friday afternoon here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Living and Journey podcast. Yes,
2: back of it, USA.
1: Welcome, everybody. A lot of craziness, but I love that song that we just played. I will save it in our playlist. Um, Ron DeSantis, um, band. Critical race theory stuff. What is r- critical race theory? We will speak about it. Um, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about Kamala Harris. And we have news about Donald Trump.
3: Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. Uh-huh.
1: He could be president, but he could be in Congress. He could be in Congress, but they're going to say, they're going to say that. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to keep on saying no. They're going to keep on doing that. Just watch it. All right. Kamala Harris, man, oh, man. Kamala Harris, um... Went to Guatemala-Mexico. She did not go to the um, border. She just wanted to go to... Um, visit the... Uh, visit um, our... Quote-unquote people. And make a uh, paycheck. Give a paycheck and spend money. Um, give them a check, guess what happens, she forgets the check, and they say, oh, there's a delay, and there's, they had to delay, they had to go back, and they had to go back just for her check, and they said, there's no engine problem, nothing, she just had, and you know how I know about this, guess what, I do research. Well, Kamala Harris go to the border. You know who who um, brought Kamala to the border? Well, you know who? Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is such a great woman. Lauren Boebert um, is a congresswoman out in Washington she's a, she's a woman who carries guns here we go hey, newer. not that
4: I'm Lauren Boebert and I travel down to McAllen Texas to the Rio Grande Valley sector to see what's up at our southern border so here's what's up at the border Illegal aliens crossing the border, that's up. Sex offenders crossing the border, that's up. Drug trafficking, gun smuggling, human smuggling, that's up. Unaccompanied children being sent on this journey alone, and even worse, given over to the cartel, that is way, way up. You know what's not up at the southern border? Respect for law and order, funding for our border patrol, and where's the media to cover this crisis? More than 70 days ago, Biden named Cackling Kamala as border czar, but she hasn't done a single thing to protect the American people. She hasn't even been down here to see the border or the tens of thousands of children wrapped in aluminum foil. You can't just hear about what's happening. You have to come down here to see for yourself, to really understand the devastating reality at our southern border. So I brought Kamala down to see exactly what this regime is responsible for with their man-made crisis.
1: So this is a, uh, a cutout of Kamala Harris.
4: Now Kamala, I want you to stand here and look at what you've done.
1: How's that? Sounds amazing. Well, you can watch it on Facebook, Rumble, and YouTube. Search Lauren Boebert. Sounds amazing, right? Well, our border crisis is still going on. And it's going to be still going on until 2022. Guess, guess what's our problem right now? Kamala Harris is um, hiding a lot of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And we must take care of that. Kamala Harris is... Um, is currently hiding our a lot of stuff. She doesn't care about any our border. Do
0: you have any plans to visit the
5: border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So you, this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border.
6: You haven't been to the border.
5: I, and I haven't been to Europe. I mean, I don't,
1: I don't understand. come Cam- Kamala.
7: The point that you're making. Well, the point is we're experiencing a generational crisis on the border. And you not going as the person that's been tapped by the president to run the crisis says something to both the American people and everyone who has to deal with what's going on in our four border states. Joining us now is one of those people. Uh, he is Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez. Congressman, uh, such a pleasure to have you on. Again, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us. Yeah, happy to be on. Um, your district, and, and this is, your district, almost 800 miles of your district is on the southern border, so no one in Congress has more constituents that are dealing with this crisis on a daily basis than you. Um, what did you make of the president, uh, Vice President's trips to Guatemala and Mexico? you know the the vice president's
8: comments uh, are disrespectful it's disrespectful to uh, districts like mine it's disrespectful to the people that live and work along the border that are having to deal with this crisis every single day, and for the record it's not just Republicans, it's everybody, it's it's Republicans, people that didn't vote at all, everybody has been sucked up into this chaos. My district's 820 miles of Texas and Mexico border, no member of Congress has been on the border, more than I have, I've hosted 25 members, and I've never gotten any word from the Vice President or anyone from the administration that that wants to take any interest in what is happening. Let me share with you a little bit, as I make my way around the district, you know, uh, I, I speak to my judges, I've got 29 counties, and my judges are asking for one thing in particular. I sit in front of them, I go, if I could do one thing for you, what would that be? And this is the ask I'm getting. Uh, they go, Tony, we need more body bags, and I'm going, body bags, how do you need body bags? My, they, they go, friends are dying at record numbers. We don't have body bags to handle the situation. That's for
7: President Harris, playing uh, election plane. Well, I'll tell you what, given what you just said, um, she doesn't want to go to make this grand gesture. Um, you responded to that on Twitter. Uh, you put out a lengthy tweet, but you basically said visiting our border is not a grand gesture. Je- it means seeing communities that are hurting because of the White House's lack of leadership. That um, You've got a, a shortage of body bags down there. Uh, what did her comments, what did that comment mean to you when she said that?
8: Yeah, it, 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 it highlights that this administration has no interest in solving this border crisis, and it's very uh, unfortunate. And also, I think it highlights Congress needs to lead again. Congress needs to come together and weigh to, to solve this issue because folks are, are tired of it. I mean, uh, these communities, it's unfair to everybody. It's unfair to the law enforcement that are having to deal with it every day, Border Patrol, the sheriffs in particular. It's unfair to the citizens that are, that are seeing these numbers, uh, record numbers of migrants. And it's unfair to the migrants. You know, these migrants are, are making very dangerous treks. Yeah. And here's the thing the, the temperature
7: is getting hotter, so it's only gonna be more dangerous. Yeah, this is the worst crisis we've had since 2000, the numbers from the Border Patrol just coming out. Uh, People forget, it was so bad in 2000, that actually helped Texas Governor George Bush get elected to the presidency in 2000 because Bill Clinton and the administration weren't doing a good job addressing the problem. We could see history repeat itself. Congressman Tony Gonzalez, thank you so much for your time. Great seeing you again. Thank you.
1: All right, so, talking about the border, Greg Abbott, here we go. Greg Abbott, greatest governor of Texas. Here we go.
9: Matt? Earlier this month, the governor issued a disaster declaration for 34 counties along the Texas-Mexico border. Tonight, he described what's going to happen next.
10: I will announce next week the plan for the state of Texas to begin building the border wall in the state of Texas. At today's border security summit
9: in Del Rio, the governor says the state will do what the federal government will not. In addition to building a wall, he
10: says the state will be constructing its own detention centers as well. The Department of Public Safety will work with local officials to arrest anyone who enters our state illegally and is found trespassing
9: instead of being turned over to ice or cbp the governor says state troopers will be taking those they arrest to jail
10: we don't want just to arrest somebody to have them released we want to arrest somebody to have them prosecuted to be put in jail to stay in jail to create an environment where people will choose they don't want to come across the border into the state of texas there's nothing more significant in
8: terms of a crime threat in Texas and the Mexican cartels and their collaboration with violent gangs.
9: Texas Department of Public Safety Director Steve McGraw showed videos from DPS on the border. Vehicle is driving
8: in the center lane, speeds 85 miles per hour what your local law enforcement officials see every day along the, the texas mexico border the
9: dps dash cam video showed the suspect making it to the river before he was caught where mcgraw says traffickers were already waiting to return the merchandise take them two minutes to get back across the border that quickly the new announcements from the governor aren't sitting well with everyone
2: I definitely not allow states to uh, enact or or governs themselves when it comes to this federal issue because it's not their issue. Immigrant advocacy group Fiel
9: Houston's president, Cesar Espinosa, says he believes the governor is simply playing
2: politics, but he says language like this can be destructive. When you have the governor saying that they're going to use now law enforcement to uh, act as, as uh, immigration, you really undermine a lot of the work that has been done in our
11: communities to have people come forward uh, as victims and witnesses of crimes.
12: Governor
9: Abbott says he will soon be approving the state's new budget, which is allocated one billion dollars to go to border security.
1: So that that big announcement is going to be great. Next,
10: Abbott,
13: get this wall built without the help of the federal government.
10: Laura, we, we, Texas will build it ourselves. However. T- tonight is not the night to announce those details. Those details about building the wall will be made next week. We've been through the process, however, of analyzing what it will take, the steps that are needed, uh, the legal processes that are required. We believe that we can do it uh, in a multi-step process. Governor, uh, Governor. Make Governor, the fine, po- uh, make uh, the fine uh, point of, Laura. Listen, we have, we have to build the border. I've been down here talking to the people in, in the Rio Grande Valley, and the way they are being overrun is reprehensible, it's is disastrous uh, what uh, the Biden administration has done. President Trump had adequately secured our border. Uh, he had the in Mexico policy He began building the border wall. And now suddenly all of that disappeared, and as you highlighted, it's led to a dramatic increase the number of people coming across the border but it's not just unaccompanied minors. It's people who are causing great damage and harm to the residents right here in del rio as well as up and down the entire border as a result uh, that's why i announced tonight a multitude of actions that texas is taking including the fact that texas passed a budget adding more than a billion dollars for border security in the state which is a good start but laura also announced that texas is going to begin Increasing arrests that are being made, arresting people coming across the border, arresting people for trespassing. Uh, and and Because I've declared it a disaster that elevates the penalty, ensuring the people that we arrest for trespassing, they will be serving time in jail. We're going to take this very seriously. We're going to do everything possible to to secure a border, including building a border wall.
13: Uh, Governor Abbott, at some point, I think we all have to ask ourselves as Americans, is this a willful refusal to do what we know works? I mean, Kamala Harris a couple of days ago said, oh, there's no quick fix, it's a complex issue, go to the root problems, go to Central America, give them more money. But we actually know what works, but they refuse to do those things. Given that, do you believe this is purposeful on the part of the administration, allowing this many people to come into our country?
10: I feel certain that it is willful, it is per- purposeful, uh, it's is wanton disregard uh, for the border laws, for the immigration laws, for the border communities, for candidly anybody in the United States of America. The Biden administration has abandoned the border, any pretense of border security, any pretense of enforcing our immigration laws. They've, they've laughed it off just the, the exact same way that the vice president laughed it off in our interview the other day. And so it is a joke to the Biden administration, but we're not taking it as a joke in Texas. We're gonna step up and respond the way we must respond to secure the sovereignty of our state, to prevent the in place in front of our very own eyes.
13: And governor, speaking of uh, laughing it off, as you described, the vice president continues to embrace her role overseeing the border. Uh, This was a cringeworthy dodge tonight by her watch. I've said I'm going to go to the border,
5: and I, when are you going to the border, the M- Vice President?
13: Administration has asked. I'm not finished. <laughs> I've said I'm going to the border. She gets very snippy there. I mean, she's had, uh, you know, what, eighty-something days, uh, and she hasn't visited. She? Uh, she hasn't visited any part of the border, and she kind of gets. It, 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 she doesn't like being asked hard questions. She gets very uncomfortable and she kind of blows it off and insinuates that the reporter has an agenda. By the way, that's a, I believe that was a Univision reporter.
10: So they completely. Don't care about the border at all and they try to brush it aside as much as they possibly can they ignore it and they haven't come here they haven't talked to us they don't want to do anything for us Uh, they're fighting us every step of the way in fact the Biden administration is now suing me uh, because of actions that I'm trying to take uh, to better secure the state of Texas uh, to try, try to crack down on people coming across the border so they're fighting against Texas's efforts to secure our own border
13: Governor, thank you for stepping up, and the people of Texas are spending an enormous amount of their tax dollars to try to secure their state. But that money should be—that money should ultimately come from the federal government in court. And I'm sure you're looking at all those avenues. But thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to be following this, obviously, as we always have. Thank you, Laura. Hey, Sean.
1: All right, coming up, what happened um, with the? GoFundMe page with AOC coming up. But first, here's an ad.
14: Every vaccination brings us closer to getting out with
15: our
16: friends again.
6: Closer to another hug with mum. To
17: doing things we always loved.
16: To getting back to a match with my son.
17: Closer to life feeling normal again.
18: The COVID-19 vaccines have the same safety checks as any other vaccine and will help protect you and the people close to you. Getting vaccinated and following the public health advice is our best way
11: out of this. Every vaccination brings us closer together.
17: how your mattress affects your body and how well you sleep? Is it too hard or too soft, causing you to wake up with sore shoulders, back or hips? Are you uncomfortable because you're too hot or too cold? Now you can get the total body support you need and the better sleep you want with the new My Pillow Mattress Topper.
19: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. When
15: I
3: invented my new MyPillow mattress topper, I made it to have everything you'd ever want in a topper. My mattress topper helps give you the support you need, helps relieve your pressure points, and regulates your body temperature for you as an individual. It comes with a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry the cover. It's made in the USA, and I back it with my 60-day money-back guarantee.
17: Go to MyPillow.com or call now to get your very own MyPillow mattress topper. Use the promo code, and Mike will give you 30% off and two standard MyPillows, absolutely free. Order now.
15: My Pillow topper delivers on its promise to give me a better night's sleep.
17: I can sleep all night through, and it's a
20: miracle for me.
17: Mike's exclusive three-layer design starts with a layer of my pillow foam, providing you superior support and comfort. The second layer of transitional foam evenly distributes body weight and helps relieve uncomfortable pressure points for optimal comfort. Mike's ultra-soft outer layer is a patented temperature-regulating cover that helps keep you at your ideal sleeping temperature all night long. Unlike other sleep systems costing thousands, the MyPillow my Pillow mattress topper takes comfort to a whole new level without any wires, remotes, or moving parts. Call now or go to mypillow.com to order your My Pillow topper. Use the promo code to see 30%. When you do, Mike will give you two of his standard My Pillows absolutely free. That's right, two standard My Pillows free and 30% off your My Pillow topper today. Order now.
3: I personally guarantee it's going to change your bed into the most comfortable bed you'll ever own. Or the bed.
1: The promo code is, um, F four nine Michael and from My Pillow. That's great. It's great. Um,
17: do you have any idea?
1: And you can call them at 800 9755 or go to
17: mypillow.com. Do you have any idea how your mattress? No
2: All right,
1: welcome back, everybody. My name is Ari Mack. Today, All right, Michael, um, all righty. What is the, um, update about AOC? Here we go.
19: Actually, let me correct myself. That's not my favorite headline. In latest, out of all the headlines to come out of the events of this past weekend, this is surely my favorite. From The Independent, it reads, right-wing blogger launches GoFundMe for AOC's Puerto Rico grandmother in latest personal attack. Actually, let me correct myself. That's not my favorite headline of the weekend. It's my favorite headline, possibly, of all time. And I feel that way, even though it misgenders me as a blogger, which I'm not, by the way. Not anymore. Um, now, now, those who, who missed the show on Friday and, uh, and made the good and healthy decision to avoid the Internet over the weekend are no doubt extremely confused right now. So let me back up and explain this story from the beginning, and then I'll talk about the lessons that we can learn now that the saga has reached its dramatic conclusion. So it began last week when Congresswoman Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez tweeted out photographs of her grandmother's dilapidated home in Puerto Rico. Well, it was allegedly her grandmother's dilapidated home in Puerto Rico. She explained that her dear abuela has been living in this squalor with a collapsing ceiling and buckets all over the floor to catch the rainwater ever since Hurricane Maria a few years ago. She explained that, of course, it's Trump's fault that nobody has bothered to fix abuela's ceiling in the past four years. Now, I responded to her tweet reminding her that she's a wealthy and famous politician and that maybe she should take care of her own family members using the funds that she has personally available to her as a wealthy and famous politician. She responded to me. uh, She clapped back, as the left wing blogs put it, saying that she's worried about not just her grandmother, but the systemic injustices in Puerto Rico and society in general. And she can cons- c- accused me of being unconcerned, indeed totally fine, with systemic injustices myself. She did not, however, promise that she would personally pay to fix her grandmother's ceiling. That was a noticeable omission in her response. So, a day later, I launched a GoFundMe campaign to repair and save Abuela's home. If new members and is going to wait around for the government to fix the problem, then I felt it had fallen to me to do what AOC would not or could not do. I'm not judging her though, I just wanna be clear. She did just buy a new Tesla and those monthly payments can be pretty steep. She also has two apartments and she's making payments on those. So she's got her money tied up and all that. And uh, so, you know, she probably explain that to Abuela and said, listen, Granny, I'm sorry. I got, I got the two apartments, I got the Tesla. You know, you've got buckets, right? For the rainwater, you will be fine. Just make sure you, you just you change those things out every couple of days. Now, right after starting the campaign, I, of course, reached out to AOC personally, both on Twitter and through email, to try and coordinate with her to make sure that the funds made it to her abuela. Um, She didn't respond to my messages. Indeed, she never publicly or privately acknowledged the fundraiser at all. Least of all, did she thank me for it. I can't say I was surprised by that, but I also can't say that my feelings weren't hurt. I'm a very sensitive and emotional guy, as you know, and uh, that cut me pretty deep. And yet, the fundraiser marched on. I wasn't doing this for personal accolades. I was only partially doing it for personal accolades. Mainly it was about saving Abuela's home and we made stunning progress in that regard in the space of just a few hours. Many prominent people in right-wing media, including all of the hosts here at the daily wire as well as Steven Crowder and Dave Rubin and others all joined the effort. And then in the space of 10 hours, get this, we raised $100,000 in 10 hours. Now, think about that. 100 grand in 10 hours. AOC couldn't apparently raise any money for her abuela in four years. We raised $100,000 in an afternoon on a Friday. It was inspiring. It was tremendous. We were arguably the most successful charity troll campaign of all time. It also might have been the only charity troll campaign of all time. But then things took a turn. Around 10 o'clock on Friday night, um, I uh, just got back from dinner with my wife, and I went to check the GoFundMe page, only to find that the donations had been turned off. Now, it said on the page, and this is what confused me, it said that donations had been paused, quote, by the organizer. But I thought I was the organizer, and I didn't pause them, so that seems sort of strange. Then a short time later i received this email from the gofundme trust and safety team this is what i read this is what it said i'll read it to you it said and, and pay close attention to the language they use here dear matt we are in touch with the beneficiary's family and they have made clear that they will not be accepting the funds raised when a beneficiary doesn't want to accept the funds that have been raised on their behalf it is standard practice to turn off donations then refund all donors we recommend posting an update on the fundraiser to let your donors know that they will be fully refunded within the next couple of days, they'll also receive an automatic message from GoFundMe informing them of their refund. They will get 100% of their donation back three to seven business days after the refunds are issued. Please let us know if you have any questions. And they did issue the refunds. I I put $499 into the campaign to kick things off, which happens to be the um, the monthly lease payment for a Tesla. You know, we just chose that amount randomly, and um, I got the the refund yesterday. I didn't want it. I'm sorry, Abuela, I tried. As far as questions, I do have some. Did Abuela herself turn down the money? It says the beneficiary's family turned it down, but we weren't raising money for her family. They have quite enough, it would seem. Like the Tesla, the two apartments, you know. We were raising money for her. Since when can the the family of a beneficiary shut down a fundraising campaign? And more importantly, why did they shut it down? AOC showed us pictures of her abuela's home nearly falling apart by the looks of it she was living in a crumbling shack and had been living like that for years we raised enough money to not only fix her house but change her life and we did that in 10 hours if we if it had gone on for another two or three days we could have raised we could have raised a million dollars easily we could have and that could have gone to abuela and then they can and and they could have fixed up her home made it perfect and uh, then they could have taken the rest of the money if they wanted to, because it would be their money, and they could have given it to a charity in Puerto Rico to help other people. They could have, we, we could have fixed up the entire neighborhood with that money. And it was turned down. This is real money. Okay, the, the money was not a joke. It's really there. fact that someone in Abuela's family turned down the money seems to indicate one of two things. Either AOC would rather let her own loved ones suffer than accept help from conservatives and not just her loved ones again but the, the whole community. The whole community could have benefited from this. Or, and this is the other really scandalous possibility and I don't know if this is true or not The other possibility is that she misled the public about Abuela's living conditions. Were those pictures actually current photos of Abuela's home? Was it all a ruse? I don't know. I mean, she does seem to have a history of kind of exaggerating um, her own personal trauma and perhaps that of those close to her. I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. But either way, whatever the explanation, whatever motivated the Wayles family to shut down the fundraiser while not saying a word about it publicly.
13: My name is Nathan, and th-
1: So that's the story. Next, guess who? Next, guess who's going to space?
21: One of the world's richest people, Amazon billionaire founder Jeff Bezos, says he'll travel to space next month bezos will fly on a rocket developed by his own company blue origin the billionaire will be taking the winner of a 3.6 million dollar auctioned seat along with his brother bezos is stepping down as chief of amazon in july
1: how ridiculous does that sound he's doing ear Doing, um, space. How ridiculous does that sound? So stupid. He wants to. Meanwhile, Biden forgets about D-Day.
14: Folks, I want you to imagine something. Floating in a boat, about to come ashore in a foreign land, as bullets are whizzing by your head. When that steel door flops down, you can see so many Americans already dead in the water and on the beach. Yet our boys move forward with an indomitable fighting spirit that may still be unmatched to this very day. Yesterday marked the 77th anniversary of D-Day. 156,000 American, British, and Canadian forces landed on five beaches along those heavily fortified coasts of France's Normandy. It's estimated 4,400 Allied troops lost their lives during the D-Day invasion. The German casualties are estimated to be as high as twice that. June 6, 1944, should go down as one of America's proudest days, but how does our current commander in chief celebrate it, honor it, memorialize it? Well, he doesn't. Not even a tweet about the day that was the beginning of the end for World War II. Even the Biden-loving media asked him, Jen Psaki, the president's spokesperson, why Joe Biden didn't even acknowledge D-Day.
5: I can tell you that certainly the uh, val- his value for the role that men and uh, the men who served uh, on D-Day uh, and the memory of them, uh, the families who have uh, kept their memories uh, alive over the course of years on this day, is something the president has spoke to many, many times in the past.
14: Unbelievable. She didn't really say much of anything. She certainly didn't answer the question about why Joe Biden didn't memorialize the men who lost their lives on D-Day, and the survivors right now in America that are dwindling so very fast. There's almost none of them left. The commander-in-chief owed it to them to say something yesterday, and he didn't. It's sad. But we honor all of them right here on Newsmax. I'm Grant Stinchfield.
1: All right, next.
2: And tonight, I'm making an historic announcement regarding America's leadership in the fight against COVID-19. America knows firsthand the tragedies of this pandemic. We've had more more people die in the United States than anywhere in the world. Nearly 600,000 of our fellow Americans, moms, dads, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, grandparents, more deaths from COVID-19 in the United States than from World War I, World War II, the Vietnam War, and 9-11 combined, combined. We know the tragedy. We also know the path to recovery. The United States has now vaccinated 64% of our adults with at least one shot. Just four and a half months ago, we were in only 5% with one shot. It took a herculean effort on the part of our government to manage one of the biggest and I would say most complicated logistical challenges in our history. It took the ingenuity of scientists, building on decades of research to develop a vaccine. It took the full capacity of American companies manufacturing and delivering the vaccines around the clock. And as a result, we have the lowest number of daily deaths since the first day of this pandemic. Our economy is rebounding. Our vaccination program has already saved tens of thousands of lives, with that count growing each day and has allowed millions, millions of Americans to get back to living their lives. From the beginning of my presidency, we've been clear-eyed that we need to attack this virus globally as well. This is about our responsibility, our humanitarian obligation, to save as many lives as we can, and our responsibility to our values. We value the inherent dignity of all people. In times of trouble, Americans reach out to offer help and offer a helping hand.
13: You just watched Newsmax.
1: So Biden hit, hit something, some bug. Um, before heading overseas now we heard about T um, um, cicadas they say cicadas are around and it was a cicada in the engine is the cicada is the cicadas there for uh, Biden comes over. Watch out for
2: the cicadas. I just got one. Got me. It's strengthening the alliance. Make it clear to Putin and to uh, China that Europe and the United States are tight.
1: So, cicadas are out there for biting. Only for biting. Meanwhile, he spoke about this.
2: Sydney you're 14 years old I was 14 if you please at ease I keep forgetting I'm president
1: yes you do remember when he said I'm running for um, Democrat Senate I mean president remember that well he keeps on forgetting that he's president, Dementia Biden.
2: When I was 14 years old, I would have been, I mean it sincerely, scared to death to stand up in front of a microphone with a large crowd or a small crowd. They're really showing themselves to do really This is my first overseas trip as President of the United States. I'm heading to the G7, then to the NATO ministerial, and then to meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. They're really showing themselves.
1: Another day, another place, same Biden, sell it, same ta- teleprompter
2: We renewed our commitment to defending the enduring democratic values that both our nations share, that are the strong, excuse me, the strong foundation of our partnership. Today we build on that commitment with a revitalized Atlantic Charter, updated to reaffirm that promise while speaking directly to the key, the key challenges of this century. That's who we are. America will be the arsenal of vaccines. And our fight against global, COVID-19. Bum, bum. As I said, we're a nation full of people who step up at times of need. I want to thank you all. Now I'd like to turn it over to my friend, the CEO and Chairman of. Out, Al, it's all yours. And again. Mr. President do, you I, believe, Mr. Mr. President, President, do you believe your meeting with
12: Putin can change his behavior
13: in a way sanctions have not
5: yet? Mr. President, did you warn Prime
1: Minister Johnson that a trade deal with the US-UK to be a to the So that's the whole thing with Biden. Man, oh man. Um, hmm.
7: There's a lot more to you than
14: as you know, is an absolute dangerous mess. So, so here's Grant Stinchfield. risking death just to get here and they're mixed in, of course, with the ill-intentioned ones as well. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris continue to call all of them in. Dropping the Remain in Mexico policy instituted under President Trump created another massive wave of illegals headed towards America. And yet, Joe Biden's borders are his vice president... Has to pay a visit to the border. She doesn't do it. Opting instead to go to Guatemala and now Mexico too.
13: Do you have any plans to visit the border? At some point.
1: We heard about that. Okay. Next.
14: well welcome back everyone quite possibly america's most concerning epidemic right now is well pure stupidity i watch people riding bikes with their masks on yes while they're riding the bike as if covid floats in the air like pollen chasing them down the road well now it turns out i can now watch people ride their bikes with masks on but apparently no clothes that's right the annual naked bike ride in Philadelphia will take place on August 28th. That rules state that clothes now are optional, but masks, well, masks are mandatory. Their motto, as bare as you dare, but don't dare come maskless, apparently. The only required garment at Philadelphia's
5: naked bike ride this year will be a face mask. Riders will journey 10 miles around the city butt naked on August 28th.
1: How stupid does that sound?
5: You see, it's blurred out. (laughs) The bikers are blurred
14: out. Do they realize how ridiculous this sounds? Wearing a mask and biking and no clothes. Here's the thing. Now, I'm just taking a guess here. But the people that decide to ride naked in this event, okay, are probably the very same people. I would rather see wearing clothes and a mask. So I guess one is better than none remind me not to be in philly that weekend the reality is this mask wearing has become an absolute obsession it's like the international sign for i'm a liberal and i live in fear truth is i'm getting impatient with these types of people and they aren't moderate passive on politics types of people these are far leftist liberal zombies who prance around with dr fauci t-shirts and blm hats and as beach season heats up i am convinced these wacky masky liberals, right, will go to the beach and end up with a mask tan line. It's going to be a problem this summer. Just watch and giggle. Look at that clown right there. I'm sorry, sir. Maybe you're a Newsmax viewer. I doubt it. Yeah.
1: Alright, so, guess what happened by the military? Listen to this. I mean, the this... flag
20: looks, frankly, like a cat vomited, and then you looked at it through a kaleidoscope. Visually incoherent.
1: The pro the military held a pride flag i mean that's really really crazy holding a pride flag and being flown at the us base no that's not allowed
20: that's sort of the idea the idea is we can only be unified in i mean the flag looks frankly like a cat vomited and then you looked at it through a kaleidoscope visually incoherent that's sort of the idea The idea is we can only be unified in opposition to something else because we don't share any values. We can only be unified in opposition to another thing. And you can see this happening right throughout American life now. The complete redefinition of courage based on not merely a sort of self-involvement, but based on a deep abiding desire to build a coalition to tear down all of the systems of definition, the heterosexual patriarchy, the, the cisgender patriarchy. All of the systems and hierarchies of power that have been imbued in our society, all those have to be torn down. And the minute you declare yourself not in living in accordance with those things, you are a person who is brave. You're a person who is courageous. That is, I think, the deeper philosophical point that is being made, that is buried well underneath these sort of tweets that Joe Biden is sending out. And you can see this play out in every area of American life. Because here's the thing. When you look at the sort of woke coalition that's been built, and all these members of the woke, or patting each other on the back for their bravery and their courage, even though they don't actually get along inside their own halls of power, right? They, they have serious disagreements. There are serious disagreements, for example, in the LGBT community between the L's and the T's. right? There, there are serious disagreements. You have trad feminists and traditional lesbians, people like, like Martina Navratilova, who is in open battle with transgender rights advocates who, of course, argue that there is no definition of man and woman that is not absolutely malleable. Lesbians argue that there is such a thing as a woman, and we are women who, who are sexually attracted to women. And then you have transgender rights advocates who argue that a man who identifies as a woman is now a woman. So there is no such thing as a woman. And if you are a woman who is not attracted to a trans woman, then this means that you are in some way sexist. Right? There's all sorts of internal schisms and battles that are going on inside the woke community. But if everybody pats each other on the back for their courage in taking on the higher goal, which is tearing down the system as a whole, Then we are ushered into a new utopian vision. Okay, And and that coalition, it it is almost hysterically funny how fragmentary this coalition is and how how clear it is that the goal is to cobble together a coalition of people who disagree about nearly everything under a rubric of resistance. So I have to take just the most obvious visual manifestation of this that I've I've ever seen. So yesterday on pinknews.co.uk, that is a story about the progress pride flag here's their story the progress pride flag has been redesigned by an intersex activist to include intersex people a yellow triangle with a purple circle in it has been added to represent intersex people community and rights the new pride flag was designed by valentino Vischetti of intersex equality rights uk who is an intersex activist and diva magazine columnist continuing a tradition of pride flags being updated and reimagined so usually the goal of a flag is of course to unify right we all look at a symbol and we all recognize our shared humanity in that particular symbol. You look at the American flag and it represents the states and it represents the original colonies. And you say, wow, that's our history. That's my flag. Right. If you're in Canada and you see the maple leaf, this has some sort of resonant emotional meaning for you. You see the Union Jack, you're in Britain, same sort of thing. The new Progress Pride flag is not about the idea that there's any sort of shared values. The idea here is that you have your individual stripe in the flag, right, It is a coalitional flag. And if, and if you're coalition doesn't appear on the flag the flag ain't for you so it is a cobbled together agglomeration of people who disagree on nearly everything but this flag exists in opposition to other unified ideas i mean the flag looks frankly like a cat vomited and then you looked at it through a kaleidoscope i mean it's the ugliest flag that anybody's ever seen at least the original pride flag is something visually pretty to look at, right? I mean, it's just a rainbow flag. Here you have apparently some sort of, of invasion from the left side of the screen. Like it, it looks like a military movement from the left side of the screen. That's black, brown, blue, pink, white, yellow with a, with a purple circle. I mean, it's just visually incoherent. But that's sort of the idea is that every single, part, eventually we're gonna reach the point where in opposition to the unified flags that are provided by countries, We're going to end up with flags in which every single human has their own little dot. We're going to have pixelated flags with 330 million dots, one to represent you. And if your dot isn't represented in the flag, the flag doesn't represent you anymore. Right? The idea is we can only be unified in opposition to something else because we don't share any values. We can only be unified in opposition to another thing, which is why it is kind of important that the Department of Defense is refusing to fly the pride flag. Okay, So there is a big uproar inside the Biden administration. The State Department decided they were going to fly the pride flag at the State Department. First of all, this is insipid. The only flag that should fly at the American State Department is, in fact, the American flag. That is the only unifying flag in American life. We shouldn't have flags with with, with a giant cross on it. We should not have a a gay pride flag. We should not have any of those flags because, again, the American flag is non-sectarian. The American flag is supposed to represent all of us because we are all Americans. Nonetheless, Joe Biden has decided, that all Americans are apparently in support of the entire LGBTQ plus two agenda. And therefore we're gonna fly this at the State Department, but only in countries where nobody's gonna do anything about it. We're definitely not gonna do that in like Malaysia. We're certainly not going to do it in Saudi Arabia. We're not going to do it anywhere in the Middle East actually. Well, the Defense Department announced yesterday that they are not going to be flying the pride flag over military bases. First of all, the fact that this was even an issue, the fact that we were even having the discussion about flying pride flags over military bases is somewhat insane. Right, why exactly would we fly a pride flag over a military base the, the reason that we like why that literally the people who are fighting and uh, unless you're willing to put soldiers in battle with the pride flag on their sleeve right so they're living and dying on behalf of the lgbt agenda apparently like what is why why it is sectarian by nature by nature there's open debate about the extent to which americans support every aspect of the agenda promoted by radical activists some people are supportive of some, some are supportive of others, some are supportive of none. But the idea that this is representative of some sort of unified body of opinion in the United States is kind of crazy. Okay, so the Department of Defense rejected this, but here's what they announced. They said the reason that they are rejecting this is not because they're, refl- they're reflecting any lack of respect or admiration for people of the LGBTQ plus community. Instead, they're afraid that if they made an exception, then people might want to fly other flags, like the Don't Tread on Me flag. So it's fairly incredible. So they've decided to ban all flags except the American flag because you might want to fly like a Don't Tread on Me flag, and that would be super duper duper bad. Again, these things matter because when we talk about what unifies us as a country or what unifies us as a society, shared ideas of what courage is or shared ideas of what the good is or shared idea of, of what represents the good life for Americans, these are basic ideas we should share, but we no longer share them. And so we're falling apart as a country in just a
14: few days since we last came on air, the evidence continues to grow that the China virus, COVID-19, is a manufactured virus originating from that infamous Wuhan lab. So the Wall Street Journal over the weekend profiled two well-known doctors who insist the clues are in the genome sequencing or analysis of the virus's DNA. I will oversimplify this for you because I think that's my specialty, right? The combination of the virus's DNA segments, the doctors claim, has never been found naturally in any other type of coronavirus. In fact, the sequence is so perfect for human transmission, it is the exact sequence, the scientists say, that scientists would choose to achieve gain of function or animal to human transmission. The doctors write this, with all of its random possibilities, the virus took the rare and unnatural combination used by human researchers, implies that the leading theory for the origin of the coronavirus must be laboratory escape. Meaning, it's nearly impossible for the virus to have taken on the genetic makeup it did naturally. President Trump addressed this reality during his speech in North Carolina over the weekend.
18: The media, the Democrats, and the so-called experts are now finally admitting what I first said 13 months ago. The evidence demonstrates that the virus originated in a Chinese government lab. And Dr. Fauci, who I actually got along with, he's a nice guy. He's a great promoter, you know? Not a great doctor, but he's a hell of a promoter. But he's been wrong on almost every
14: issue. Well, sadly, the president's right. Dr. Fauci has been wrong on everything, and I think he's been willingly wrong on it, lying to us. So adding to the intrigue and skepticism surrounding China's claim that the virus occurred naturally is the latest revelation that one of China's top military scientists actually filed for, you ready for this? A patent for COVID-19 vaccine well before the virus became responsible for the global pandemic. Joe. Worked for the People's Liberation Army when he filed the paperwork for the vaccine patent on February 24th, 2020. Joe worked closely, we are told, with scientists at the Wuhan lab. And here's where things get absolutely crazy. Three months after he filed for that patent for the COVID-19 vaccine, weeks before the pandemic, well, now he mysteriously has disappeared. And to this day, is still missing. Most intelligence experts believe he is most likely dead, killed by the Chinese government. And remember, Yu Sanzhou was one of China's top scientists. Yet, only one Chinese newspaper reported his disappearance. And just today, word is now spreading among lawmakers on Capitol Hill that a classified year-old report exists. That supports the theory that the china virus originated in that wuhan lab and all the while dr fauci told us he was certain the virus came from nature but how could that be the evidence just doesn't support certainty and it never has so many of our nation's top intelligence analysts believe the lab leak theory is the most plausible even sinclair's james rosen a reporter was first to break this story about the classified report. I'm sure the Democrats never wanted to get out, by the way. Is it possible that President Trump was referring to this report when he answered questions about the virus origins one year ago, maybe?
0: Have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have.
18: Yes, I have.
0: And what gives you a high degree of confidence that this originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology? I can't tell you that. I'm not allowed to tell you
14: that. Well, that means it was classified information. Could this latest classified report be the report the president was referring to? Certainly, quite possibly, it could be. And if you think evidence against China isn't damning enough, Red State, along with independent journalist Adam Housley, both claim they have confirmed that our own Defense Intelligence Agency is working with one of the highest ranking Chinese defectors to ever escape the Chinese Communist Party and come to the United States. It is being reported that defector has, and I will quote Red State, direct knowledge of special weapons programs in China, including bioweapons programs, and is working with U.S. intelligence. This apparently came as a surprise to the FBI director, Christopher Wray, because sources tell Housley and Red State that defense intelligence leadership believes there are Chinese spies or sources inside the FBI, the CIA, and several other federal agencies. So I want you to think about this. Consider this. The fact that there could be high-ranking sources, all right, They believe our Chinese spies deep within our most sensitive and important government agencies? To me, it is frightening. It is something I most certainly have always feared, and even in some respects expected. But it should serve as more proof. The Chinese government is at war with the United States and treating China as anything right now is grossly naive and certainly dangerous.
19: This fiscal year alone, CBP has seized more fentanyl than they did in the entirety of 2020. The vast majority of these deaths being caused by fentanyl today to show that we're no longer, we're not interdicting a greater percent of drugs. There's just simply more drugs coming in today.
14: All right, so that is White House drug czar Jim Carroll testifying today on the fentanyl crisis, another crisis in Joe Biden's America. And China helped put us there, okay? As the COVID deaths start to decrease across America, deaths due to fentanyl continue to skyrocket, 90,000 in 2020. Remember, it is China sending fentanyl to America for one reason and one reason only. I believe it is to kill us. It is, like the China virus release, an act of war on the United States. On June 1st, the American Medical Association released a report titled, Drug overdose epidemic worsened covid pandemic state by all deaths skyrocketed to record number up 31% in florida up 70% the list goes on and on and during the height of the real relapse hit an all time high because the china virus lockdowns interrupted addiction recovery programs across the country so what is joe biden's answer to dealing with the fentanyl addiction that is quickly engulfing this nation he calls it harm reduction methods. In Democrats speak that means make it easier and supposedly safer to use these powerful drugs and opioids. It's impossible. Team Biden wants to see more supervised injection sites. And just so no Americans fear about overdosing, he's making the overdose antidote, naloxone, more readily available. What Joe Biden needs to do is take a hard stance on stopping the flow of fentanyl from China into the United States. Joe Biden refuses to do that. Folks, in almost a bizarre move, Joe Biden killed President Trump's plan to make opioid treatment prescriptions more readily available. He killed the plan that was saving American lives, which means, it sure looks like it to me, our current commander in chief, is helping the Chinese wage war on us. Well, joining me now is the senator from Florida, Rick Scott. Senator, welcome to the program. You know, your heart goes out uh, to family
11: members that have lost a loved one because of fentanyl opioids here. And then you watch these people that struggle with addiction. I have a family member that has struggled his entire life with addiction. And, you know, your heart goes out to them. And when you see what Joe Biden's doing with no concern about how this is impacting families, when you have a when you have a family member that's struggling like this, like you had five children like my mom had and one of them struggles with it, it's devastating to her. And that's what's going on around this country. And it's it's because what China's sending us and what their the
14: borders allowing it to come across. Senator, do you believe, like I do, that China is at war with the United States? I believe them allowing the China virus to spread was an act of war, really on just about every other nation on earth. Uh, And I believe them sending fentanyl is designed to kill Americans.
11: Whether it's a war or not, they're clearly killing Americans and it's intentional. They're not cracking down on this. So every time, I say this, every time an American buys a product made in communist China, just remember what they're doing. They're helping the government of communist China self-fitting on this country. They're helping steal American jobs, steal technology. They're watching. We know that a million people are in prison for their religion. We know this is happening. We know that this coronavirus was, you know, came out of something that has somehow created Wuhan. And we know the Chinese government covered it up. So stop buying anything made in communist China. Stop helping them build their economy to, to dominate us I mean they hate our values they hate our way of life it's a party of uh, the Communist Party of China is out to get us
14: senator it seems to me that Joe Biden and really the entire Democrat Party is not taking this seriously about the strong possibility that the China virus now came from this lab I I want to run a soundbite from you from Secretary of State Antony Blinken calling in a question this Wall Street Journal report where two scientists had said, look, there's no way this this virus is from nature. The sequencing of the DNA, it would be like a one in a trillion chance of it coming from nature. Listen to the Secretary of State uh, talk about that report from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, A number of us made very clear uh, the absolute, not only inadequacy of that
16: uh, report, but the fact that its methodology uh, and uh, the engagement by uh, by China in writing the report uh, was totally uh, uh, insufficient and undermined its credibility. And now the, uh, the head of the World Health Organization
14: has uh, basically agreed with that. So he poo-poo's the report, for lack of a better term. Senator, what is it about the Democrats team Biden covering for China? I don't get it.
11: I mean, don't Americans that lost their loved ones to COVID-19 deserve an answer? Don't the, the parents that lost a a, a loved one that, would, that died because of a suicide because they couldn't get back in school deserve an answer? Don't the people that lost their businesses deserve an answer? The Biden administration seems to every day go defend communist China instead of defending Americans' right to find out we have to know what happened here. One, they need to be held accountable with whoever did this, and two, we don't want this to happen again. Think about how many lives—what, over five hundred thousand lives—have been lost.
14: Don't those families deserve an answer? Yeah, you would think, and you would hope that they would. Real quick, I asked members of Congress, Republicans, is there any Democrats in in their chamber that support the idea of holding China accountable? I always get a big no. They can't find anybody. Are, are there any Democrat senators in your chamber? That support the idea of holding China accountable. Real quick, if you can, last word.
11: It's always based on actions, right?
14: No. What have they done? They've done nothing. Yeah. They tried to. Cover,
11: they tried to. It's politics to try to blame everything on Trump.
14: Yeah. Well, Senator, I appreciate you coming on the program. It's great to get you on. I hope to get you back again real soon. Keep up the great work in Florida, especially. Your your state is a model for the rest of the nation. Thank you, Senator. Appreciate it.
17: Parents and grandparents, great news! Mike Huckabee's Education Company wants to help your family to celebrate President Trump. And-
9: Have you seen this commercial yet? If you haven't, go anywhere because you must
14: watch this Mike Huckabee commercial for the kids. Job. And I'm going to hit play in just a moment here, but I want to assure
9: you
17: before. News! Mike Huckabee's Education Company wants to help your family to celebrate President Trump and all that he has accomplished as our president. For a limited time, you can get the Kids Guide to President Trump for free. (laughs) This fun Kids Guide will help your kids learn all about the President's greatest achievements. What's more, it's part of a very special gift bundle that includes...
22: Whispered through the forest, a storm is coming. You cannot defeat the storm. From the trees rose a resounding voice. I fear nothing. I come when the trumpet sounds. I am the Storm, the great American Grizzly, introducing the original Trumpy Bear, the fearless, super plush American Grizzly. Trumpy Bear was born June 14th, Flag Day. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the flag blanket. Then wrap yourself in the red, white, and blue for comfort and warmth. Show your patriotism and proudly display Trumpy on Flag Day and on any American holiday. Trumpy can even honor your own family heroes.
13: God bless America, and God bless
23: Trumpy Bear.
22: Trumpy Bear sits proudly at the front of the motorcycle for all the world to see, and loves to cruise with his brother. I'm a former Marine, and I'm proud to have Trumpy Bear ride by my side. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Everyone knows Trumpy Bear loves to go to the golf course.
9: When I ride with Trumpy Bear, he makes my golf game great again. Thank you, Trumpy Bear.
22: Simply style his trademark hair and place him in his favorite chair. Even the toughest guys will love Trumpy Bear. When America is great, business is great. When business is great, I am great. I love you, Trumpy
24: Bear. I am an army veteran. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American.
22: Order the Super Plus Trumpy Bear for only two payments of 1995, and receive a special certificate of authenticity. Don't miss out on owning a piece of American history. Order now for only two payments of 1995. Trumpy, the most fearless bear anywhere. Order now.
16: So a friend emailed me over the weekend uh, a link to a video saying you've got to watch this. And I did. And I am so glad I did. I've been waiting for somebody like this for a moment like this. The video was of uh, Tatiana Ibrahim. Now she is the mother of a young girl who goes to public school in Putnam County, New York, north of New York City. Tatiana goes before her local school board and she strikes back. She strikes back at the insanity of critical race theory. She strikes back at the insanity that some schools are teaching hatred of police officers. She strikes back at the insanity of cancel culture. Now, ordinarily, we would take a video like this and splice it up into a couple of sound bites. I can't do that right now. You've got to watch it in its entirety. If I could show you Paul Revere's speech, I would not cut it up. So it's about 10 minutes long. I think it's worth every second. I think you're gonna like it. I think you might be inspired by it. Tatiana Ibrahim before her local school board in Putnam County, New York.
7: The streaming home of
16: for the
18: whole family.
25: Good evening. My name is Tatiana Ibrahim. And I'm here for the first time. I'm here tonight not only as a community member, but as a parent in this district. Recently you sent out a survey wanting to know why parents were not voting yes for this budget. So my, my situation, my vote for no is a little different. I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed, stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police. Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community that they're homophobic, you have no idea each child's life you don't know what their family lifestyle consists of you don't know the makeup of their of their life you have children like mine who is Muslim and I'm Christian and everyone would think they would never believe that of her right because the way she looks or according to Miss Cyrus she's too pasty white
5: we're, we're not allowed to use names. If you have something you'd like to discuss about a specific person, you can call the superintendent or leave your info for her to call you tomorrow. Why are we not allowed to discuss names? Why am I not allowed when they purposely themselves
25: expose themselves on social media talking about calling for the death of a former president or saying that any child that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter should be canceled out? Is this what my tax dollars is paying for? You're t- teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. These educators put their own names out there. We have Mr. Barry, who took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum. Of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars.
1: You hear, you hear what they're very, they're getting edgy because they don't want to hear the truth.
5: One more time. I i, I have no issue hearing what you have to say. But why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching
25: our children to go out and murder our police officers? Do you want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you, the proof? That a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you, to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. And I'm not. this is not the last of me you, you will see. That?
1: The guy, one of the guys said, oh, my God.
25: I'm retired. I have nothing else better to do. We can do it peacefully, or we can take it to the highest courts. Because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting this all across America right now. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds. Teaching them about things that they have no right to be taught in school.
5: So, no- so normally, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm just... just Give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. No, that's your opinion. See, here we go again. This no. is peaceful. To me, this is burning, looting, and murdering. This is peaceful. No. I did not accuse you of that, but I, would, I don't have a problem having a conversation with you, a peaceful conversation, which is this is not. 6 per child in the middle school to buy a curriculum from
25: readtome.org that wasn't even approved. the by the Board of Ed. The administrators took it upon themselves to buy these books with taxpayer dollars while COVID is going on. How many families are struggling to pay their mortgages? Listen, by all means, you want to teach kids these things? Fine. Don't do it on my dollar. Don't infringe on my religious beliefs. Don't infringe. Do you know who makes up the majority of this district? Children from police officers' families. Blues. Back the blue children. Do you know what these children feel like when they come home? Have you spoken to them? No, you're silencing them. This whole cancel culture, you're silencing the children. Where are their rights? They have no rights. Because if they don't believe in the indoctrination, the demonic, twisted, sneaky, vile acts and, 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 and education, if you call it that, that you're teaching our children, they don't agree with that. They're either homophobic. They're part of a cult. They—they—they—they're racist. What's—what's racist? Who defines racist? Why? Because I'm. Do you know what race I am? Do you? You don't. You don't even have an idea. I could be black. I could be white. I could be Asian. You don't know. Who are you to determine that? Who is anyone to determine that? You know what? Children in the school system. Children like other children. They don't look at color. Black and and white children, Hispanic children, you know why they get along? Because they don't look at each other's color. So you're the racist, not them, not us. You're judging and dividing. You're causing segregation. Everything that we fought for, everything that I fought for, for years. So you have the right to stand here and tell me I'm not allowed to mention a name when the person, the Mr. Berry and Miss Cyrus themselves, you have ELA teachers giving out uh, assignments on police murder to Police are bad. Huh. You want the proof? Okay. Cause we have it.
23: Have so, what up.
25: policy do you have that teachers are not allowed to go on social media and doc? Indoct-
1: they were whispering. Okay, this this is crazy.
25: Nate, they took a, an oath, a responsibility, and they're 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 going against everything that they stand for. And well.
1: Now I understand. They're, it? they're saying, ma'am, come on.
25: It, I end it? I have to end it? So,
5: why? I, I, why? You're on my dollar. Why? Well, actually, why? I, I work for nothing doing this. Oh, you work for nothing. Oh. I do. This is a volunteer position, number okay. one. It's number still two. my taxes paying for everything. I, 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 this podium is every taxpayer's
25: dollar here. Uh, we have rights. We have rights and and you're making general assumptions. No, I'm not making assumptions. I'm not. I know what I'm speaking about. See, I don't agree with you. So it's
5: an assumption. Well, I'm not going to engage in a back and forth with you about this. So if you would like to make an appointment, I would be happy to sit with the superintendent. I don't I don't want to. The superintendent, uh,
25: the assistant superintendent already sent an email and stated that they had no idea that these books were being put um, on in the students hands. The superintendent already stated that they had no idea that the funds of taxpayers were supporting this. Black Panthers, do you know Black Panthers is a domestic terrorist group? Do you know that it was, it was, it was condemned as a, as a terrorist group? Do you know they kill cops? I have a problem when you're trying to kill a police officer. I have a big problem with that. I have a problem when teachers are passing out flyers recruiting children to go to to the courthouse to protest Black Lives Matters. When you have people sitting with 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 signs that says all cops are bastards, really? All cops are bastards? No, I think you people are because the way you're acting yeah. and the way you're treating our children and our police officers yeah. and making them believe that it's okay to abuse them. I'll be damned if I'm gonna.
1: The school board is getting really edgy.
25: Sit here and let you- No, I will become your worst nightmare, because I'm going to stand here and keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And if not, um, I can actually go out, get signatures. What happens if we stop paying school taxes? You're going to arrest all the community? The majority of the community? No, I don't think so. This won't be the last of me. I want everyone to know what's going on because you're hiding it. You're hiding it. You know who does that? Communists do that. That's what you're doing. Recruiting children. Children. You're recruiting children to hate our police officers. How dare you? You have a librarian in the high school passing out Black Lives Matter pins. When a student asks for a blue live, why would I have that? Why would she have that? Have what did you do for police policy. Police week? God,
1: oh. It says def- they were talking and they said defund, and then they all said it's policy.
25: Why don't you tell me, sir? What is it you want to tell me? You've had your two minutes. I don't need two minutes. I can, I can go as long as I like. No, that's uh, not the point. No? Oh. Who, where does it say that I can't? Is there a law against that? we do have a policy a board policy who who makes these board policies the board the The board board. and who pays the board nobody nobody Nobody? the chair you are sitting on we pay for it the lights that are on we pay for it. we pay for everything you want to silence me because I spoke the truth I spoke the truth everyone out there heard me whether they agree or they don't they're gonna start looking into it and now you're going now you're exposed that's all it's going to end. This indoctrination and hatred towards our police officers, this systematic racism and cancel culture, it's going to end. You came to the wrong school district to do this, okay? You need to respect every child. So therefore, no politics should be discussed in school, whether rather it be conservatism, democratic, liberalism. You gave a, 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 a survey after the elections. Why? Why did you ask students who they voted for? What did it matter?
1: Yeah, why the heck would you ask a kid who did their parents vote for? So stupid.
25: No answer, huh? You have no answers for me. I I didn't expect an answer. That's okay, though. We'll get them some way or another. Same way you can't show us where all our money goes, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you.
1: She, she spoke to Greg Kelly this week, actually.
16: Her name is Tatiana Ibrahim, and she'll be joining us in just a little bit. I think everybody should go on social media and follow her right now. She's active on Twitter, Tatiana Ibrahim5. That's her Twitter handle. This is still America. Perhaps my favorite line but I loved it. Were you inspired? I was. We've been waiting for something like this. Stay with us. We'll meet her. We'll get some other good stuff as well. Be right back. That's Tatiana Ibrahim before the school board in Carmel, New York. Uh, That video is going viral slowly but surely. Big tech, not necessarily on our side. Tatiana joins us right now. Congratulations. That was so amazing. How are you tonight?
25: I'm well, thank you, Greg. How are you?
16: Terrific. Uh, What has the reaction been like so far?
25: Got gotten a lot of support, a lot of parents coming out from all different parts of the U.S., a lot of support from my community, moms coming out of everywhere, children, dads, a lot of support.
16: You know, there was something about it. Um, I, I found myself becoming almost emotional at the end, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way. Can you tell us a little bit, first, about your daughter? You referenced her... Um, what grade is she in? And tell us a little bit about what she's been going through, please.
25: So my daughter is amazing. Um, she is, she is uh, a sophomore at the high school. She's in 10th grade. And she's very... Um, my daughter was being taught to be tolerant. Um, she was taught to, you know, at school to be tolerant. And at home, we were teaching... Are what we believe in as a family and as a unity. Um, And she was going to school and they were just telling her different things. Teachers were telling her that if she didn't agree with LGBT you know, it's it's bad. You're not good. Telling her friends it's homophobic if you don't agree. And you know she was made fun of. Um, When she was in the middle school she was told she had shorts on and they told her she shouldn't be wearing it because she's too pasty white. How do you tell a child that? You know, they, they didn't want her hanging out with different ethnicities. They were telling her, well, you're privileged, you know, and she was confused, but I've had worked work so hard and what's going on? My grandfather, retired police officer, worked so hard and she couldn't understand that, you know, and it was very confusing. And we went through a lot, very emotional. Um, it, it really shut her down for a while. And she wasn't the only one. You know, her friends, same thing, and they just so confused. Mom and dad are guardians teaching me one thing and going to school. It's all getting erased.
16: What's happening nationally, as we know, an absurd conversation about race, I believe, to avoid having an important one. You came out, uh, you meant business as soon as you got to that podium. These are the first, uh, I think, 30 seconds or so of your presentation before the board. I'd like to play that, please.
25: I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed. Stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police. Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they're homophobic.
16: Pretty intense. And uh, look, you told me about support from across the the country. What about the board? Are they moving? Are they this? Anybody on the board come to you and said, you're right. So no, Greg. So
25: at the end of the meeting, I approached the superintendent and assistant superintendent and I handed them the proof that I had in hand. And I was told, okay, we will contact you. We'll get a meeting going. Um, It should be no later than a week or so, and nobody reached out to me, nobody called me, answers, uh, questions are still being unanswered, they're just not, they're not communicating. You know, I really thought that they were going to be receptive and try to work with us, nothing, nothing, because we exposed them.
16: You did uh, call them. Uh, by the way, we reached out to the board. Uh, we got through to them. We talked to people up there. Uh, they said they would try to get back to us. They did not. Uh, you mentioned that they're thieves. Uh, how so?
25: Where's our money? They, they're asking for 133 million and change. We have a COVID relief package that I, I believe was I don't know, 23 million and change. Moneys from last year's budget where's our money children don't in the Carmel school district the high school there's no central air conditioning. they want buses we have enough buses they went they did a sneaky undercover quiet hush-hush job renting property five thousand dollars a month didn't tell the public didn't ask the, the, the tax dollars yep. even our town supervisor didn't know And now, the property has liens, and they want
16: us to fix them. There are some books that have been assigned. One is One Crazy Summer, and the other, Ron's Big Mission. This certainly isn't uh, Catcher in the Rye or To Kill a Mockingbird. These are books that you're familiar with. These are books that are, um, well, they're not very enlightened from our perspective when it comes to race. Tell me about these books and your frustrations, please.
25: They're racist. They're teaching our children on both sides, regardless of ethnicity or race uh, or or, or a race, that if you're black, it's okay to throw a tantrum and get what you want. Instead of telling the child, don't look at your color. Succeed on your own. You have the capabilities to do it. Don't use race. They're teaching the, the, the children that the whites are hating a black child. And a black child's hating the white because the child went to the library to get a library card. And was denied one because only white children can take books out or white folks can take books out not blacks the book was written it was it was published in in 20 it's a story that comes from the 1950s the way they're explaining this book children are actually thinking that this is occurring in today's age this does not belong in our school system it is causing division hatred
16: They are lying, and you are calling it out, and there are so many who support you and want to join you. Tatiana Ibrahim. Now, I want to put your social media information up. People can find you that way. Uh, You are vocal. You can't be stopped. No,
25: I'm a tiger, Mom.
16: (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love it. Stay in touch. We'd Uh love to talk to you again. Our best to your daughter, the sophomore, and to be be continued, Tatiana Ibrahim. So appreciate it.
25: Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's Charlie Kirk.
26: good evening. I'm an Arizona taxpayer and employer of over 100 people in this state. I'm disgusted that you are lying to the citizens of this state and the people that pay your salaries. You say critical race theory is not in the school district, and then moments later, you have someone come up and use that word, equity. Just last week, the CUSD Summer Equity Symposium was held, and it was, quote, to create systemic change, change your leadership thinking. How about addressing implicit bias for student excellence? If you know...
19: This is from the Daily Call. taken
6: steps. We're not dealing with the same virus that we dealt with last year. This is a more date.
26: Good evening, I'm an Arizona taxpayer and employer of over 100 people in this state. I'm disgusted that you are lying to the citizens of this state and the people that pay your salaries. You say critical race theory is not in the school district. And then moments later, you have someone come up and use that word equity. Just last week, the CUSD Summer Equity Symposium was held, and it was, quote, to create systemic change, change your leadership thinking. How about addressing implicit bias for student excellence? If you know anything, just a little bit, about where these ideas and these phrases come from, you know that this is stomping on the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. This is a racist, vile, and evil ideology that has infected this once great school district. I implore every single member of the school board to actually learn what you are supporting Equity means redistribution. If you care about skin color, you are a racist. That is a bigoted and awful idea. It is against who we are as Americans. I implore this school district to reconsider. Thank you.
1: That's Charlie Kirk. Now, let's hear from another person. This woman. It's amazing.
23: the longer that you wait and you don't hold your child's schools accountable gives these guys more time to dictate what's best for your child's physical mental and emotional health don't be afraid to speak out for your kids because they are voiceless and they and they rely on you You should be afraid of them rooting for socialism by the time they get to middle school. Teachers, it may seem that our careers have come to a dead end, but I'm here to remind you, we don't work for the school board. We work to mold the next generation of well-rounded American patriots. So don't give up because it is up to us. Students, You are on the front lines of these indoctrination camps. Challenge the staff when you're presented with a ludicrous statement, and do not allow anybody to tell you that you cannot accomplish anything because of your skin color, or to hate yourself because of your skin color. Students, it is up to you to be the next generation of victims or victors. And finally, to the board, this isn't over, and your policies are just as- Nick Goffard, followed
1: by Ryan. They muted her. They muted her, and that's she was amazing. Well, what did Florida governor do?
4: Governor Ron DeSantis today ra- railing against teaching critical race theory in public schools. Yeah, he spoke
23: out against it during a virtual
4: appearance before the State Board of Education, and our senior political reporter, Michael Putney, has more from the newsroom. Michael.
0: Eden, the governor detests critical race theory, says it is a school of thought that says American institutions are riddled with racism. Governor says that's wrong and it should not be taught in public schools. We have to do history that is factual. Speaking from California, the governor urged the Board of Education to kick critical race theory out of Florida classrooms.
27: It departs from the historical record and then when it goes into trying to create narratives, that basically are teaching kids that the country is rotten and that our institutions um, are illegitimate that is not worth any taxpayer
0: dollars uh it's wrong the governor got some pushback from teachers
25: and parents you know the fact of the matter is that black and brown lives have not been treated equal and we need to address that we need to talk about it
0: but the crt ban also had supporters among them miami-day teacher maria Pedro
5: unless you pass this rule the leftist radical school board members who are just who just want to teach critical race theory to our children who want to indoctrinate them they will find a way they will find a back door to be able to teach this the
0: miami-dade school board has not made critical race theory part of the curriculum the teachers union says it should be up to teachers
17: Politicizing the honest history of our cultural groups is a distraction, that the governor continues to limit our our curriculum and brainwash our kids into political ideologies, much like the governments that many of my neighbors have fled.
0: The Board of Education voted unanimously to ban critical race theory, but there isn't a cop in the classroom, so just teachers and students are there, and in one form or another, critical race theory may well come up for discussion. Michael Putney, local 10 news.
1: Oh. Yup, critical race theory is banned in Florida. Now a Obama. A white
3: population that is witnessing a changing America and seeing uh, demographic changes and and do everything they can to give people a sense that um, uh, their way of life is threatened and that people are trying to take advantage of them. And we're seeing it right now, right? Where, lo and behold, the, the single... Most uh, important issue to them apparently right now is critical race theory who knew that 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 was the threat to our republic but those debates uh, uh, are powerful because they get at uh, what story do we tell about ourselves
1: that was president Obama
21: yesterday had a, a Pfizer jab, even though she's aged over 50, are you concerned about the message that sends to people over the age of 50 about what jab they receive?
3: Look, I think the uh, the question of how the uh, Premier accessed the vaccine is probably best asked of, of Queensland and, and that Premier. We've um, been clear on the uh, eligibility and the advice of the expert group ATAGI on how we've uh, made that available to cross the country. So, um, I'm not going to comment on um, the the Premier. I'll leave that to them. Yeah,
21: sure, but more broadly speaking, I mean, uh, in terms of confidence, that, that could well affect those over the age of 50, though, who have got to receive AstraZeneca if they see their state leader not take AstraZeneca.
3: So, but I, again, I think that um, I want to reassure, reassure all Australians.
1: Meanwhile...
15: Washington State has a new incentive to get the Wu-Flu vaccine. The state's Liquor and Cannabis Board, yes that's a thing, is now offering marijuana dispensaries the opportunity to host vaccination clinics in their stores and to give a free joint to customers who take the shot. They are going to incentivize you to get a shot that ostensibly protects against a respiratory virus by giving you a recreational drug that rips up your lungs. But the plan raises other questions if the vaccine is so great why do governments need to bribe people with money and food and drugs to take it if the virus is so dangerous why aren't people crawling over one another to get the vaccine some new moves by the public health bureaucracy raise even more questions about what we've been told and some top politicians are finally calling for dr fauci to be fired now there is some uncharacteristically good news out of the supreme court And out of the Pentagon, that's great, but don't fool yourself. The left just proved it still has all the power. They got to bribe you with drugs and cheeseburgers and French fries and millions of dollars through those COVID lotteries to take this vaccine that's apparently so great that nobody wants to take it. Because of the virus that is so, so dangerous that everyone's just going around with their normal lives and many people who have the virus don't even know they have it. Does that make a lot of sense to you? Listen, I'm just as shocked
19: as you are.
7: (laughs) Let's welcome in our next guest. Uh, We want to talk about the coronavirus and its origins, something we've been talking about for many, many weeks here on Newsmax. Uh, GOP lawmakers are demanding that Dr. Anthony Fauci resign or be fired, claiming that he has, quote, lost the confidence of the American people. Joining us now to talk more about this is Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett. Uh, Congressman, good morning. Good to see you. Happy Friday. A lot to get into.
6: Yes, sir. Great seeing you all. Thank you so much for having me. Great uh, it's our Rob. pleasure. It's great being on with you. As
7: always, uh, Dr. Fauci spent the last year plus, a year and a half, 15 months, he was throwing out first pitches uh, at, at Nationals games. He was on magazine covers. I think we've got one of the classics. He was on the cover of InStyle magazine. If you're not looking at your screens at home right now, that is Dr. Anthony Fauci poolside with a pair of shades on. That's the type of fawning coverage that this man has received for the last year and a half. Uh, I, I have an honest question for you. At this point, given what we know, Congressman, do you think Dr. Fauci is even a good doctor
6: at this point? I don't, I don't know what his doctor, I don't know what he studied in, actually, in med school. But, you know, this is the classic case my dad used to talk about. He was a dean at the University of Tennessee, and they would always bring in the people that caused the problem to fix the problem, and they would profit from it. And it's clearly what's going on here. You know, I, I think with these emails with him and Zuckerberg, you know, he should have um, taken a page out of Hillary Clinton's book and destroyed them. I mean, what in the world? It's like they're they're trying to plan how they're going to market this to the world, and then of course all of his science—he keeps saying trust the science as if he is the science. It's a really a weird, a weird mechanism that he that he's spewing out. And he said, "Don't wear the mask at first, then wear the mask, and then double." And then we all saw, you know, President Biden wearing two masks and how important that was. It's just um. I think the only people that are going to win during this are the Chinese Communist Party. Well, because that's that's clearly where this thing has come from. You know, we were told that in the beginning. This has come from the the Wuhan virus. I was told that weeks before, uh, before it really was a big story, and then all of a sudden, the cover up for them and um, and our connection and his connection to that. You know, it's here's what's going to happen. They'll they'll have a, a big hearing in D.C. weeks away. And we'll we'll find out after it's not a news story. I mean, he should have I, I guess he should have sent his emails on um, Hunter Biden's computer and then he would have been all right.
7: Yeah, at least it would have been uh, at least it would have been suppressed. Uh, only The New York Post yeah. had that story and they got their Twitter account canceled for two weeks. Congressman, I, I want to bring I want to mention something. You just brought this up, uh, the the science that that Dr. Fauci's his. His opinions about everything, the severity of the virus, whether or not we should ban travel from China, uh, as you said, masks, um, whether we'd have vaccines in a year, uh, double masking, it has constantly been changing. and, And the left loves to say this, that, well, science is fluid. It's always evolving and always changing. Yet when we talk about climate change, that for some reason is what we now call settled science. But apparently the coronavirus, it was never settled science, but climate change is settled science.
6: Well, it, first, it, you know, they, they're trying to feed that that untrue story. I feel like about the bat. The bat wasn't even from that region. You know, they put it out, and the media just eats it up. They're like lap dogs. They're Pavlov. They right. ring the bell. Right. The, the liberal elite, and then we all just lap it up. And it's just not the case. It hasn't been the case from the beginning. It is this this virus is is, is if it is evolving. I don't know what it's going to evolve into
7: congressman there was a uh, a rally that no one's talking about uh yesterday there was a rally outside the national institute of health it was a fire fauci rally so i think that should tell people where the american public is is shifting right now when it comes to dr fauci question for you why don't you think that president trump fired him after november third it seemed like he wanted to but he never actually did it
6: i don't know I, i don't know i don't know. Mark Meadows or somebody had his ear and just said leave it alone or what because it was the story I, he should have fired him from early on when he became the when he injected himself into too much. Um, it clearly uh, everything about this guy. I mean, you know, we, we've come to find out now that hand to hand transmission doesn't happen. It's clearly an aerosol. You know, in Tennessee, you couldn't get a you can't get cornbread unless you're masked up and, and you're you're gloved up. So it, it's clearly uh, false information. And his science hasn't been the, the science that we needed to trust from the start.
7: All right, Congressman Burchett, uh, good to see you again, as always, my
12: friend. Look forward to having Biden administration continues to face pressure to fire Dr. Anthony Fauci. This after thousands of his emails have been released through a Freedom of Information Act that came last week. The email shed light on Fauci's connection with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, his true stance on mass, and why he downplayed the COVID lab theory as well. In one exchange, Peter Daszak, the head of the COVID uh, research group, which worked in Wuhan, called Echo Health Alliance, called Fauci's comments on the virus, Brave. And he said they also will help dispel myths about the origins of the virus. In another email, Fauci talked about his position on masks. This is from February 2020, quote, masks are for infected people. Well, thanks, Senator. Really.
15: mornings just got brighter at wawa blueberry cobbler coffee is back for your
12: perfect people the typical mask you buy is really not effective at keeping the virus out i do not recommend you wear a mask of course we know things change here's another exchange between fauci and george gao china's cdc director quote i saw some news that you are being attacked by some people i hope it's fake i hope you are well under such an irrational situation and fauci responds thank you for your kind note all is well despite some crazy people in this world and then here's fauci after his emails were released on cnn you know
18: john let's get real here if you look at scientific information as it accumulates what is going on in january and february what you
12: know as a fact as data guides what you tell people and your policies and the equivocation has continued since then. Let's welcome in now Gordon Chang, author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War and the Coming Collapse of China. Also with us is Fred Flights. He's the president of the Center for Security Policy, also a former chief of staff of the National Security Department under President Trump. Great to see you guys, Fred, Gordon. Uh, so we've had a chance now to absorb some of these emails. We continue to learn more about Dr. Fauci, his equivocation here. But, Gordon, first to you on the connection to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Verap- is it at the point now where you think that Congress has enough we've seen calls for Fauci's firing is there enough evidence here from your standpoint to go ahead and move on that is Fauci culpable
3: for what we've seen yes I I think that he should no longer be head of the Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases And, and forget the emails for a moment one thing we know he was America's top infectious disease official, and he failed to warn America of an infectious disease. He could see what was happening in China in November, uh, in December of 2019. He certainly saw what was occurring in January. Um, he had an obligation to warn and to speak. He failed to discharge that fundamental duty.
12: Gordon, you know, let's go back to the emails. What were your biggest takeaways from what you've read so far in the emails, as it relates to
3: Dr. Fauci? i think the exchange with peter Dazik, uh, the head of echo health alliance in new york um Daszak was the one who was responsible for taking the nih money and sending it over to the wuhan institute there was i think a, an unfortunate familiarity there that especially this whole idea that uh, fauci was uh, propagating this notion of zoonotic transfer and, you know very well may be right but nonetheless there was also substantial evidence even then of a lab leak, and Fauci had an obligation to look at it. Um, His relationship with Echo Health Alliance is extremely troublesome, and he has not been candid with the American people about it. Matter of fact, one could almost use the word cover-up, especially if we learn more, if other documents are revealed. I think we're going to find that Fauci should no longer be in the position that he now holds.
12: And Fred, you know the question that's burning right now is: Were U.S. taxpayers funding China's biological weapons program? And did Dr. Fauci know anything about this, or was he duped by the Chinese? Is this, is this what happened here? But when you review these emails, Fred, what are your biggest takeaways?
14: Well, Echo Health Alliance got a three point four million dollar grant. The U.S. government six hundred thousand went <laughs> to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and. Fauci tried to say he didn't know about that, but then implied that he couldn't know whether this would have happened. Uh, Peter Daszak was the one who did this, uh, gave this money to the Wuhan Institute. He also organized a letter in the influential medical journal, The Lancet, with a bunch of experts saying that the, le- the leak could not have come from a lab. And then Fauci cited that fraudulent letter to say the leak could not have come from a lab. So I, there's so much corruption here. Maybe incompetence, but I think Fauci knew exactly what was going on here. He was trying to cover up the actual origins of this virus.
12: Now, before the president left for his eight-day trip to Europe, he said he wanted to make it clear to Putin and China that Europe and the United States are tight. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've called it- He's called for this ninety-day investigation period. We've also seen some activity, Gordon, of President Biden seeming to show deference to China before he met with President Xi. Do you think he's slow rolling this because he's what? I mean, what's the deal? He obviously needs to confront Xi
3: on this. What do you see him him doing? Yeah, I think he is slow rolling it because we know that that Biden is really not interested in talking about this matter.
1: Yep. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, let's talk about Ron DeSantis.
23: What is Ahu Now Now? Whoa, cool. There's attorney multiplier fees and allows insurers to cover only the depreciated rather than full value of replacing roofs more than 10 years old. The new law also lifts the 10% cap on premium increases for customers of citizens insurance, the state-backed insurer of last resort.
27: You know, Florida obviously is a is a unique environment uh, for a lot of things but particularly as a storm state uh, we wanted to uh, to do something to to stabilize that uh, to try to invite uh, more people uh, from the to participate in the market there uh, really appreciate it thank you all for for having me I um, it's
1: this is about anti-semitism interesting
27: we did the trade mission to Israel my first year in office and We've recently been dealing with, uh, and I'm, we did a whole bunch of stuff academic engagement, business engagement. I mean, it was really an incredible trip. So, we're dealing with different issues uh, regarding Lake Okeechobee. We have algae blooms. We're concerned about how the Army Corps of Engineers may discharge water in our estuaries. And so, I'm working with the Department of Environmental Protection. I said, we've got to be proactive. If this algae, if they do this, what can we do? What, what do we have? And it turns out we have uh, relationships now with various companies, including an innovative tech company in Israel who has solutions for this blue-green algae. So we actually had this happening in one of the canals. These guys were out there. They're applying all this, biodegradable. It's working. Uh, So I was able to go out down um, in southwest Florida a couple weeks ago and see that firsthand. But it just shows, you know, the relationship. We're over there. We're doing this. We have Israeli companies uh, that are actually helping Florida meet some of the needs. And so we really appreciate the relationship that we have. Uh, Joe mentioned uh, the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, Now that was something that we worked really hard on in Congress and were able to get that done under President Trump. And I was there when they actually uh, opened the embassy, which is a really incredible experience. We know, uh, we knew then, we knew when I first became governor, and of course we see now You know we have to deal with anti-semitism that i think if you look back 20 years ago anti-semitism is worse today than it was which is really incredible that we would be seeing that and i think the best way uh to do it from a a position in elected office is we got to go on offense against anti-semitism i think we've done a good job uh, of doing that in conjunction with the florida legislature my first year in office um you know we signed the anti-semitism bill the law actually when we were in uh when we were in jerusalem uh that basically says you know anti-semitism is akin to uh, how we would treat racism it has no place in our academic institutions not just k through 12 but also higher education and we thought that that was very important to send a strong message also when i first came into office you had airbnb uh that was engaging in activities that violated florida's bds law we spoke out on that immediately We added them to our uh, list uh, of of companies that had run afoul of Florida anti-discrimination law. And sure enough, uh, very shortly after that, Airbnb reversed the policy uh, that unfairly targeted Jews. I think when you look to see some of the things that are happening in Israel, the demonization of Israel uh, really feeds anti-Semitism. I'm very pro-Israel, I have great relationships uh, over there. I'm proud of that, same time, you don't have to support, you know, have a good, relationship. it's fine. If you criticize Israeli policy, that's all fair game. But when they are singled out for disfavored treatment over countries that are committing untold atrocities, and yet Israel's is, say the number one country that's getting sanctioned by the United Nations over and over again, when they're held to a different standard and singled out like that, that does feed anti-Semitism. And so we've been very strong in saying Israel has a right to defend itself. And if these international institutions are singling them out and applying a different standard to the world's only Jewish democracy, then we are saying, yes, that is anti-Semitic to apply a separate standard in that way. We also...
1: Sounds good, right? Yep, he might be your vice president. Next.
10: Texas is open 100%, and we want to make sure that you have the freedom to go where you want without limits. The Texas legislature passed a law that I'm about to sign that prohibits vaccine passports in Texas. No business or government entity can require a person to provide a vaccine passport or any other vaccine information as a condition of receiving any service or entering any place. I want to thank the Texas legislature for getting this bill to my desk
1: yep many states are doing it and it's great meanwhile let's go to australia and talk about that
24: when well, i look i've spoken to you recently on this issue of vaccine passports and i warned of a world in which big brother would say no vaccine passport you're denied i called it medical apartheid there was previous talk by the prime minister that we might even need vaccination passports to travel interstate Now, if we reach this point, we're no longer a free society. A government's role is to persuade, not to coerce. But I now notice that every vaccinated Australian can access a high-tech digital certificate to prove that they've had the jab. And if you have, you'll automatically be issued with a certificate through your Medicare account, which you can easily access and save to a mobile device. The certificate will have the Australian coat of arms, an animated green tick, there it is the document number, the personal details of the vaccine recipient, just like your driver's licence. But they haven't said how or when it'll be used. But if it is, as we're told, for easier travel and to, quote, grant people access to certain activities, does that mean if you don't have the certificate, you'll have harder travel and it won't be easy for you to access certain activities? Here is government again not telling the full truth. This is not about proof of vaccination. Why do you need proof of vaccination this is a vaccine passport under another name look out they're coming after us we've reached what george orwell warned about in 1984 where he said quote every record's been destroyed or falsified this is what he forecast every book rewritten every picture repainted every statue street and building renamed every date altered and the process continues day by day nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. Unquote. I'm a very positive person.
25: British Prime Minister Boris Johnson.
1: All right. Meanwhile, our song of the day. Not that. American Rust by Ernst.
18: want to tell you i hunter hunter i just want to tell you i couldn't be happier for you and your family and i i know you don't know anything about energy and i know it's an energy company but i i think they made a great deal hunter, about that can you even believe it it's the hunter also refer look there's rod you know they have the little thing in the box i said oh look there's Ron. and they're always saying the same thing Yeah, he got a billion five, we admit it, they admit it, there's nothing. But always that same thing. President Trump made a totally unsubstantiated claim about Hunter Biden and his father. It's not unsubstantiated, you crooked son of a gun. It's a hundred percent true.
1: Hunter Biden. What about him this time?
15: Biden's got big problems in his own family, though. So... Ben is going to be talking about this at length today, but this is the the big shocking scandal of Hunter Biden. This this is probably the least shocking scandal that Hunter Biden has ever been involved in, but this is the one that's getting a lot of attention now. Hunter Biden used the N-word in a private text. The N-word! Now, how did the N-word become the N-word? You know, this is a word I truly, I cannot say. You, we all know what I'm referring to, so I don't need to say it, but... This word is the only unutterable word in the English language. Plenty of words are discouraged, but this one is unutterable. And that's a fairly new situation. I actually detail how this happened in my upcoming book, Speechless Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, which is available now for pre-order. The New York Times was printing this word until quite recently, actually. But now it won't print this word. It will only print the N-word. Hunter Biden, while texting with his white, very expensive lawyer, said things like, true dad n-word now you know there's there are two kinds of n-word hard r and soft r okay you know i don't (laughs) i can't can't say because if i do i will be banished to the outer darkness where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth so i can't even say it to describe it to you but there's there's one that ends in er and there's one that ends in uh and hunt and uh is a little softer and more colloquial and people use it in a in a more friendly context and then the er is decidedly unfriendly hunter used the uh okay so he was using i'm not defending anything that hunter biden's ever done for that matter but he was just using this in a private message now this is this is the unforgivable sin that's what they're going to get him on that's what they're going to get him on no they, they actually he won't he won't face any consequences for this, even though this is supposedly the worst thing he's ever done. The guy has used illicit drugs. The guy cheated on multiple wives, and including then shacking up with his debt. Dead-
1: so that's the latest on Hunter.
14: State and federal leaders have led a chorus of criticism at a Melbourne couple who brought COVID-19 to Queensland. The pair made their way up north despite Victoria's stay. Home orders, leaving a trail of infected venues behind them.
23: It's the road trip rocked by COVID controversy.
14: We've got an irresponsible
16: couple going through there and visiting various outlets. Uh, It's just not the right thing.
1: Meanwhile, we got, guess who won? Jack Chaddiali won the... Um, primaries. He won by far, which is crazy. will speak about it tomorrow on our show and how he won. And we'll have a lot more of, more for tomorrow. Like, the TikTok cop and the... This woman who is a, who is talking about. Pledge allegiance to the flag and sing Allah in her, uh, pledge uh, allegiance.
15: i Michael. Me again.
1: And how also Tubins is racist, also, and also Elon Omar. All tomorrow. But now we gotta go because it's time to go. Thank you for t- thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you liked it, um, if you liked it, well, please go to my um, Facebook um, and. Also, go to my Rumble and speak about different stuff on my Rumble. This week, we showed everybody about the gas prices, how crazy going up. I did a whole video this week in New Jersey and how I spoke about the gas prices. And I will speak about the gas prices in tomorrow's podcast. So, subscribe to my Rumble and also... Follow me on
22: Facebook,
1: wonderful weekend ladies and gentlemen, until then, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Have you ever wondered why you have your nasty garbage can not cleaned? Well, Simply Cans is the place to go. Go to simplycans.com and mention my name, Ari Mac, and you can see um, greatest stuff with Simply Cans Cleaning, your can today. That, get that dirty can out of your needs. They go to your house in northern New Jersey. Simply Cans is a northern New Jersey company. Many people actually Love them. I approve with them. Here's a quote from... Here's a... Here's a review from Gabriel Walker. He said, OMG, I never thought my trash cans would ever smell good again. And they look brand new. Thanks so much. They look brand new and smell better. Be like Gabriel. And call them today wonderful or even go to their website go to simplycans.com and you can see their wonderful YouTube channel and Instagram they disinfect your can with with amazing disinfection they deodorize it and even um clean it like perfect go to simplycans.com or call today 855 Wash Can 858 Excuse me 866 Wash Can 866 927 4226 Have a clean day from Simplicans in Northern New Jersey